Hey there, this is Therese Skelly, and I am so excited that you are going to be listening to an episode of the Fiercely Brilliant Podcast. Do you like those two words? Fiercely Brilliant. My hypothesis is that you are here for a reason. We all are. Our souls have led us on journeys that have very often taken some twists and turns, and sometimes it's not pretty. Sometimes there's struggle, and there's loss, and there's challenge, and in the middle of that, there's always the way out. And it's those times that often lead us into our great life and work. So you're going to hear stories in these episodes of myself and other beautiful people that share the journey. They share how they got to the place where they're standing, working in their brilliance and being the powerful leaders that they are. So stay tuned and enjoy this episode. Hey, this is Therese Skelly in another episode of the Fiercely Brilliant Podcast. You know, I am so blessed because I just meet the coolest people. And of course, for you, I say, can you come and be on my show? And so so Amanda Kunkel has been a Facebook friend of mine. We've sort of had this little like stalking thing going for a while. And I finally just said, oh, we've got to talk, sister. And I think we talked like a year ago and I keep watching her her posts and I love her work. And, And there was one particular post that just sparked me. And I was like, you have to come to my show. And the post was, was called, tell us the name of the post. Everyone thought I was a cheerleader in high school and I wasn't. She was not, but she looks, she's delightful. She's bubbly. She's got this like yummy, wonderful energy and holy hell, what she lived through is the opposite of what a cheerleader, you know what I mean? So, so we're going to have a beautiful time with Amanda, but I want you to, Amanda, tell us what you do and what you love about. I am a universe liaison, which is kind of a fancy way of saying business psychic. I Mm. help women tune into the universe to uncover their universe map, which is the quickest and fastest way to seven figures and beyond. That was said really well. And I see some of the results you get. It sounds fabulous. Well, today you possess your gifts. You are, you are unapologetic. You know, like, like usually follow her, follow her. She's got some really good wisdom and fun things, but I, I bet it wasn't like that. And so why don't you start where, like how you grew into this and give us some pictures of that. Yes. So the cool thing was as a young child, I very clearly remember hanging out with angels and um, people from my family that at the time I didn't realize were deceased. You know, I was so little, I didn't know the difference. And as I was growing up, I always had this gift for just knowing things about people, but I didn't realize I was different until high school. Mm. And the wonderful part that with everything else going on in my life, at the time, the wonderful thing was I didn't feel bad or shameful or anything like that. I was like, oh, cool. I just got this extra thing that's going on. So it was um, something that allowed me to have hope, but that also got squashed in the sense that when I attempted to dive deeper into what these gifts are to try to learn more about them, hone them when I was a teenager. Now that got squashed, that got Mm. held down. And a theme throughout my entire life had been, you're too much, you're too loud. There's that one. Um, Your voice could, your voice could break glass. I actually got that one in my early twenties. Yeah, that was 
Uh, and oh. it was not just from my caregivers, but from people around me. Wow. So as much as I had this hope inside of me and this, ooh, there's kind of something different and cool, it wasn't really allowed to be fully brought to the light until I left my childhood home until I was entirely on my own. Mm -hmm. and, and even then it was a rough journey, but the actual squashing coming from uh, a, an abusive and neglectful situation was um, heartbreaking. And in fact, I spent most of my teenage years um, in depression uh, with suicidal uh, thoughts and idiosms and because so kind of completely the opposite of what people think the I was like yeah. in high school. Yeah. Yes. Not saying that cheerleaders can't. No, exactly. But we just go for the perky, the perky, perky part. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. So, so let me, let me just clarify. You, yep. you talked about abuse, neglect kind of stuff. What part of that, like you had the gifts, like you, when you didn't know the differentiation between the deceased and the real, like you were tapped in. Did some of those gifts carry you during the hard times when you were, you know, the, the painful things you went through in childhood? That's a great question. So not outwardly, not that I can think of. Uh, there, there was never a time where I was like, and I was surrounded by angels. And so okay. it was okay. There, there was not a memory like that. What there okay. was, it was like this deep burning hope. Like if you could feel your chest burning, I always had hope. I always was like wow. dreaming of what life would be like, because life would be better one day. Like the only oh. thing that really kept me from completely going over the edge or following through on any of like my suicidal tendencies was the hope. There's something wow. more, there's something bigger. And it wasn't ever at that point directed to, oh, these are like your psychic gifts or you're an intuitive right. or you're going to be able right. to do this thing that helps so many people. It was just there. There's this hope. There's just keep going. There's such a wow. bigger, brighter world out there for you. And in fact, when I was a little kid, I loved watching Full House, mm -hmm. the television show, um, because like crappy things would happen, but then like everything was okay. And the <laughs> loved each other. <laughs> And, you know, I used to, I used to watch it and be like, someday, like my life's going to be like that. I'm going to have a family like that. Like, it's going to yeah. be okay. People are going to actually love me and not try to hurt me or tear me down. So in spite of a crappy situation at home, because that hope was not an external, there was no, probably there, if, if somebody would have looked at your situation they wouldn't have given you those messages, right? They would have probably said, you're going to be a drug addict or, or this or this, or, you know, based on what you were having to live with. Yeah. And so it was this internal driver. It was. It, it's almost it, like, it, go ahead. Oh, it was like it, the, the DNA coding from yeah. God, from the universe, that was like, this is your instinct. Yeah. Ooh. So that gave you the resilience to keep going and not kill yourself. Yes. Yes. And mm -hmm. I was really blessed. So high school, <laughs> high school was funny because no, I was not a cheerleader. And I spent most of my time in the art room and mm -hmm. wearing, you know, ripped up flannel <laughs> and dirty jeans with holes in them. Very much the grunge uh, mm -hmm. equivalent of the early 90s and always was just uh, listening to alternative music. But the neat thing was where I went to school, 
was like my first sign of land. It was mm. a, considered an alternative program. And this is before like charter schools were a thing. Like right. this was like very unique, like no other mm-hmm. town had this. And the teachers were amazing and immediately mm. recognized in me, me. Oof. Right. Wow. So even though, um, I was like every weekend, like, where can I get some more pot? Where can I get some acid? Like what, what's the next (laughs) drug that I can take? Um, during the week I was leaving my house early to go to school. Wow. And we had open campus. So Mm -hmm. sort of like college, like you just kind of come and go as you have class, but I would just go and hang out and Mm -hmm. go early and stay till the end of the day because that was safe. Mm. You know, that really, it really shows like sometimes a good external environment can save somebody. Right. So I yes. love that you pl- plugged in. So, so at what point am I, did it, cause you said it's safe. And then you also said earlier, like, but it kind of got quashed, like the gifts. So at what point did that happen? So <laughs> the gifts didn't happen until my early twenties. Okay. When I was in high school, the the track was like you go to college you get your degree <laughs> like and you will be fine and perfect and that's where all the teachers were pushing me to i actually got right. talked out of going to art school um because it wouldn't make any money so i got right. talked into um getting my ba in psychology which i love i have no regrets over that yeah um so my creativity with like art and whatnot was kind of put to the side like oh this is a hobby mm-hmm. and the kind of like psychic intuitive, like that I knew was there then, right? Like I knew there was something there. Yeah. I got like a couple books and was reading through them. And then my mom freaked out and was like, you need to go to church. Oh. And I was like, okay. But he pulled <laughs> me out of church when I was in, uh, what was it, preschool? <laughs> Saying that I was too religious. Like I was not allowed to go to church. Yeah. So my God had been ripped <laughs> away from me. I know. Like, so anyway, um, yeah, it's there's yeah, it's a little mind fuck going on. Let's a little mind it, yeah. fuck going on. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was that wasn't encouraged. It was like, oh, that's just like a yeah, whatever. That's like a fun side thing, you know. So when I graduated high school, I got a full time job because I was on my own at seventeen. Actually, I was still in high school wow. and on my own, mm-hmm. which was very very difficult. But but uh. had enough people like friends, parents Mm. that knew me and that believed in me, didn't believe the stories my mom told about like what a horrible uh, teenager I was. And they're like, no, we know Amanda, like Amanda's not the problem. (laughs) And because I lived so close to a university, a lot of my friends were older. Mm -hmm. So I had these connections to jobs and things that most Mm. 17 year old does not have connections to. Right. So that was like the universe being like, okay, here, honey, like we got to get you out of this situation and onto something new. So when I was in college in those early days, that's when I got to be like, Hey, so I got this thing that I do, but it like comes randomly. Like I, I, I I don't know how to help anyone else, let alone myself with it. It just kind of pops up. I just sort of know things. Uh 
that's when I really started digging into and started training in how can I like help myself, but also help other people mm-hmm. with it. Cause I was a helper. I always knew I was meant to be a helper. I just didn't quite know how that would look. And of course, I mean, I weaved my own path. There, there's no book that tells you how to be and do what I do in the way that I do it. So <laughs> there's that hope again, right? The, the instilled yeah. God, the universe yeah. being like, here you go. That's just right. Keep Following the crumbs. That's right. Next foot forward. And my friends at the time always thought it was this fun side thing that Amanda does. Oh yeah. Amanda wants to learn how to do readings. Oh yeah. You can sure. Sure. You could come read for us. That'll be fun. It wasn't till that I started like professionally reaching out there that people got weirded out. And so, yeah, it wasn't like they were trying to squash my gifts. It was like, uh, she's doing something odd that doesn't mix with the standard, get a nine to five, Mm -hmm. get married, have 2.5 kids, Mm -hmm. kitchen sink and all of that. And so it's, it, it scared them. And I'm still acquaintances with a few of those friends from back then, but we're on very different paths and there's nothing wrong with that. They were, you know, my family at a time when I didn't have any, and I'm, I'm, very, you know, blessed and thankful for that. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so it was a very interesting journey between being a little kid, knowing there was kind of like, I had this fun thing, didn't know it was unique in an yeah. abusive, neglectful situation, then a teenager knowing I had this unique thing but couldn't really do anything with it because it wasn't really acceptable, but not necessarily being squashed, having a lot of hope, being on a track that, you know, got me to have a full-time job and put myself through college, which allowed me to start digging in and training in these skills, doing readings, um, meeting people in the community, doing what um, I was doing at the time, like psychic readings, tarot readings, that sort Mm -hmm. of thing. After that though, it was very, very, um, a winding path professionally, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when you get out of college, I was on the graduate school track. Oh, okay. And I actually pulled myself out of that because I found the graduate schools didn't put enough spirit didn't put enough soul. Yeah. And I knew that that is something that I had to add into work that I would do. That being said, I actually relied on my business management skills because I worked full time, right? Like I said, I relied on my business management skills, having no idea at the time that they would come in handy later. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) All perfect. Well, also on the side, doing what I do now. It didn't look exactly like I'm doing what I do now. It it evolved. It went from tarot readings to psychic readings to angel therapy healing sessions to women starting to come to me because I was actually making some money in a business Mm -hmm. and had switched over to business full time. And then people wanted to know how they could do something similar with their business. So it very much unfolded. I have some questions. Go for it. Hey, so... It seems like you never doubted, like we call it the hope. You always knew it was with you. But I feel like a lot of people, Amanda, have it 
and are either afraid of it, have it shamed out of them, like the religion or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so how do you help somebody? Or what would you say to somebody that like, it's like, God, I really, I want to claim my gifts. I want to own my gifts even more. What would you, what counsel would you yeah. give? Find the thing that feels really good. And, and that might sound odd at first, like, oh, wait, but I've been shamed about right. this thing. Yeah. So, for example, let's say you've been shamed about being an artist. I'll use art mm-hmm. as an example, right? Well, maybe don't start as an artist, but start baking for fun. Baking is a form of artwork, mm-hmm. but you're just baking for yourself. You're baking for your family, your friends. It gets you in that creative space. Mm-hmm. So it's about the expression artist. of it. It's you're just doing something to claim this is me. Yes. So... Okay. because it's very artistic and an artist is obviously artistic. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. whatever for you would be the equivalent, depending what is being Mm -hmm. shamed or what. So a lot of people, so God, right. We'll use that one. The religion shame, right. That happens a lot. And I had that too, right. Like I said, I remember loving church and being ripped out. My mom still to this day will occasionally make fun of me. And like, I put the smack down um, because like, that's how I am. I'm like, actually, no. Let, and she's like, oh, we're going to have that discussion again. I'm like, yeah, if we have to, mm-hmm. we will, because that was not, not okay. Putting that right. Exactly. Yes. So it, the God part was shameful. And it was very, I think when I was like 13, and I was very, uh, very depressed. And I remember like screaming at God, like, you've left me. This is all your mm-hmm. fault. But I was obsessed with angels. Oh, yeah. Like all my Christmas ornaments were all angels. Like I would always like have angel pictures. Mm-hmm. That is what I first, when I like started getting into tarot readings and stuff, I was really drawn to angels and mm-hmm. angel therapy practicing. And it was like, that was the bridge. So what is your bridge? Beautiful. Right? Beautiful. What I also heard very strongly is boundaries. Because you know you you were an an indomitable little spirit at age you know like screw off I love church you know <laughs> you're like most people don't have that ability to quiet down the voices but I'm hearing very strongly you have to have boundaries around the gifts and or the things you love and sometimes pisses people off and sometimes people are going to judge you or hate on you do you want to say anything about that yeah so to help with a little reframe is. Their shit has zero to do with you. They're going to make it sound like it's, it's you, but really there's some things going on in there, which I mean, could be jealousy, Mm -hmm. could be, um, you being, you makes them face their own triggers, their own shame, their own demons. And that's not okay. So you can't be who you want to be because it's in their mind messing with them. I know that's easier said than done. And I recently went through something similar Mm -hmm. with a woman who had been like family, who had been one of my very first psychic teachers who taught on abundance and manifesting and decided to tell me that um, the teachings on wealth were not okay with her and that she could no longer condone being my friend. Yeah. Oh. oh. And it, it all came back to money. 
Wow. Came back to the money, right? Yeah. And her money stuff and her money right. stories. But she put it on you, projected uh, on you. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And so I really had to like, ooh, I felt it coming. I felt something coming. Mm-hmm. But I was very busy, like getting ready to travel and uh, going through some personal things that I just was like, I don't have time to focus mm-hmm. on somebody else right now. And so when it happened, I was like, oh, that was the thing. Yeah. And it hurt. It hurt, but I also was like, well, and I literally, I didn't respond. And she like tried calling a couple, like a mm. friend and like, she's I, trying to, she's going for drama and you weren't participating. Yeah. It sounds like right? I just, I just didn't because yeah. it had nothing to do with me. So how you choose to handle it when it comes up in your face like that, mm-hmm. it may be that you just zero engage. It might be that you say no and you put your foot down. You get to choose. It's different each time, right? But it's not about you. So if you can look at it like um, from it's happening to somebody else, what advice would right. you give them? Right. Good, 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 good. Yeah. That's, I think it's important to talk about because people have such porous boundaries. You know, somebody, somebody going really can just crumble, especially in the beginning. You know, you're a badass. You've been at this a while, but I think you're a badass even as a child. Like you came out being a badass. So. Oh, I treated the fuck out of my mother. <laughs> and likely still do, right? <laughs> okay, so here's my next question. You, you teach money. You, like that was the thing. You, you bring women very high dollar amounts of money. You, you are making a good income. And there are people that like, really? Is it, this is spiritual stuff. Like, like, so it's so, and, and I think people own that themselves. Can I really try It's so easy. I'm just giving, you know, I'm not building websites. I'm not dig- digging ditches. So I know you don't believe in those things, but I think those are some of the things that s- make people stumble when they are healers and want to express that in the world. So why don't you talk about that one? How do you, how do you own it and charge the bunches of money that you do? <laughs> I want to hear that. So it was, uh, it was a process at first. Um, the, the good news is I never had the, I shouldn't charge money for this. I always had this very entrepreneurial spirit. I don't know if I inherited it from my dad. Cause apparently like on his side of the family, there's a bunch of entrepreneurs. So it might be in my DNA, but it was always one of those, like, if I'm going to do something, it better be worth my time. Like, and I will be fully there. I, I will be fully in this thing, but it's got to be worth my time. And what happened was um, I got really, really sick, mm. right? So uh, around the time that my nephew died, um, I was hustling my bum bum off in business, like working nonstop. I think then I was really like maybe 40 or 50,000 a year, but I was working nonstop. And, um, my body exploded with an autoimmune disease. And literally I was in bed for years, gained a whole bunch of weight, had to take my, um, uh, business down to part-time puffed out. Like you can see how puffy I was in old picture. Like this is just part of what was going on with the autoimmune disease. And it was my body screaming stop. So it kind of came to this point where it was like, okay, I'm okay charging, but Amanda, you need to not do, and that was a conditioning from my childhood. Mm. If you wanted to receive any love and not abuse, you did for your parents. Oof. Yeah. 
So there was like this unraveling of, oh, I've, I've, I, there, there's one of the other roots. Like we're going to unravel yeah. this root. So I had to learn for me to show up fully the way I do and for be, women to get the transformation they do. I need to have that times two downtime mm. to replenish. So it's either I offer these gifts to the world at that or I don't at all. Hey, women, are you listening to this? This is a woman owning her value. And this is a woman owning what her needs are to do the great work in the world. This is not a selfish woman. This is a, this is a woman that really, like, I love the demonstration. This is what Fiercely Brilliant is being about, right? What do you need to do to nourish yourself such that your gifts get out in the world? And for you, it's charging enough and taking the downtime. Yeah. That should not be negotiable. And fuck the narrative of like, oh, but you're being so selfish. Why aren't you? Yes. You know what I mean? No, 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 no. That's conditioning that keeps us down. Yes. And, you know, I, I always say, I don't want anyone to ever explode in an autoimmune disease or something else body is at dis-ease yeah, because they yeah. are just hustling based on somebody else taught them. Right. Oof. That is powerful. So you have had lessons that are, have not been easy ones that you just shared a couple stories. And I know a few of the, <laughs> wait, what? Like literally this could be a made for TV. Like if you knew some of her stories and nothing broke you. Yes. I came very close to being broken when my nephew died because we, he was, we were closer in age than me and his mother. So his mother is my sister. Um, so we were kind of raised as siblings. Oh, got it. Okay. And, um, I always had for a longest time, this guilt over, I left the house and he didn't. Right. But I was 17. Like, Come on, we yeah, both know yeah. I couldn't have. Right, like, you could not have said that, yeah. It was that underlying like guilt that was replaying. And so when he got into drugs and then he had kids and I was trying to take care of his children and help him mm. with everything, you know, because I'm very much a believer from having watched so many people go through it. Like, um, let's see what we can do to get these people the help they need, Absolutely. right? Absolutely, right. And... Uh, then he died of um, an overdose mm. and um, my whole world shattered, but I kept myself together for the children. Wow. And I kept working and that's why I exploded in autoimmune disease. Right. Like I was right. hustling and dealing with all of that and grief mm. plus the past guilt and shame from, you know, when I was 17 and left him at the house yeah. when I had to, yeah. And so there was just all this processing and um, it's like, you have those moments you hear in movies and then I came to my knees. Well, I like literally fucking came to my <laughs> knees <Yeah. laughs> because you can't really move around with an autoimmune disease like that. Like it's, <laughs> you sleep most of the time. Mm -hmm. And so I came close and my beautiful, amazing body, right? was like, no, saved you, didn't it? It's that where I said earlier, how like God instilled that hope in yeah, me. Yeah. Right. Well, once that was ripped away, cause I was ignoring it. Like granted, I was still able to do amazing readings for other people at the time, mm -hmm. but I was my own brick wall then. Mm -hmm. Right. It, uh, that, that took a while to clear that brick wall, but I did it. 
And then my body said, beautiful. You're going to like literally like die. Cause that's actually what happens. Like uh, if I had not been diagnosed, I would have had a heart attack. So if you hear about people having heart attacks in their early thirties, it's usually wow. from Hashimoto's hyperthyroidism that has not been diagnosed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So when I found that out, I was like, oh fuck, I literally could have died. So like you said, yes. like it, it almost broke me literally. Wow. So my beautiful body put me in check. Mm -hmm. and, and that is not to glorify having a disease. That is not to glorify being sick or trying to gain something spiritually out of it. It's sometimes a wake the fuck up. Mm -hmm. So what I'm hearing is that you see the perfection and the gifts of that, because a lot of people could feel victimized. Oh, and then that happened. And then, oh my God, poor me, look what else. And so, you know, that's, that's why it's so compelling your story because you're not bitter at all. There were some moments when I was. Well, of course, of course. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Oh, no, I hear you. I, we're all entitled to all the feels, right? But, <laughs> right. but, but your outlook is like, I just want to start in the beginning. The hope, the hope, the hope, the hope. So it's kind of like you can be in the middle of a shit. And then that, that thing in you. And I, gosh, if we can get nothing else out of this episode, tap into that. That will save you. Like it allowed you to transcend the really horrific conditions you had to experience and just take one st step in front of the next, just go and go and go and go. So. Yeah. And it's literally like, if it's just a baby step, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. Like, like we, we won't go into it, but like the recovering from Hashimoto, like that was a whole oh. nother like ball, ball, ballpark and very, very painful in the body. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So um, yeah, that hope, and knowing like God, the universe has led me to this and will lead me through this. Mm. And trust my friends, like there were nights where it was like bottle of wine. I don't care. <laughs> right now that's not to say I was drinking every night or drunk. Well, that was like, <laughs> right. We're all just human. Yes, and then it would be yes. like, all right, you know, pick yourself up. Dust yourself off, get back on track. Yeah. And that's, you know, you just uh, lather, rinse, repeat. That's right. Really good. And that's how you get from there to. Right. Yeah. Oh my God. You're, you're, yeah. This is a very, very powerful show. So I know you have a gift you want to share with the audience. I do. And it is the universe meditation because what I always say to my clients is like, I am just the connector, right? Mm -hmm. I am the liaison. This is about you and your God, your universe map. Mm -hmm. I'm the translator, but here's the point. You're supposed to be able to, by the time someone's done working with me, get that intuitive knowledge on your own. Mm. So this is to help you start garnering into the intuitive knowledge or go deeper or find your own hope, right? Mm -hmm. This is about you and your God, your universe goddess. That's fabulous. Really nice. So if, is there anything else you want to say? Mm -hmm. Anything else that needs to be, needs to be shared? Yeah. When things seem to be really painful and really hitting the fan, Remember, the only thing real is love. Mm. 
if you pull back, like, so part of my gift in discernment is you pull back and look at things to see the truth. And so if we would do that with the world right now, because I know a lot of people are suffering no matter what, mm-hmm. pull back, like you're looking at the earth, right? We've seen those beautiful pictures from yeah, NASA, yeah. right? Of the earth. That is what is real. The mm-hmm. beauty. Mm-hmm. And the, the, oneness, love. the oneness. Yeah always growing, always expanding. Come to that. If you have trouble coming to anything at all, come to that. Mm. Mic drop. Mend Kunkel, you are just divine. You are absolutely divine. Thank you for your story. You know, you, you really are. I, I, I just love the hope piece. I just, I just, that you came out knowing because you didn't, you didn't, you didn't have it easy peasy when you were being raised, right? You had some difficult things and, and yet it didn't break you. And it, and it just, you just had to always, uh uh-huh, I know. And something else and something else and something else. So that's the first thing is tap into the hope, find the hope. And sometimes if you can't hope for yourself, find somebody that knows for you, right? There's always somebody that would say, it's going to get better. You got to find those people. If you, if you, if you can't find it in yourself. And then have boundaries, you know, when people are starting to put their shit on you or telling you where you should go, talk to the hand, right? Because you would not be here today had you been, oh, really? You don't think it's a good idea? Uh, like, I don't know where you'd be, <laughs> but not here, not doing the work you're doing. Yeah. Thank you. Nice. Nice. And all of Amanda's contact information will be on the show notes. Make sure I'm going to download that meditation. I want to hear more of Amanda. So thank you for listening. And you know what? Feel free, share this with people. Like just tap in and say, who needs to hear this story? Who is going through some stuff? Who has some gifts that they're not owning? Who has some thing they want to do, but they're getting a lot of naysayers telling them they can't send this episode to that friend of yours, right? It can be a game changer. All right. Peace and blessings. Bye now. Hey, this is Teresa. And I'm so excited that you were with us today for another episode of the Fiercely Brilliant Podcast. You know, if you are inspired to get to that brilliant place, if you heard some wisdom today that made you think, yeah, I need some help in that area, I would encourage you to have a conversation with me. Super simple. You just go to treeskelly.com forward slash let's connect. It's a no charge, no pressure conversation. And if I can support you, to clear the blocks, to really step into that brilliance. Oh my gosh, it would be a delight. And I'll be honest with you, we'll just have a great conversation and see where we can take it. Peace and blessings, bye.